0: Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Well, welcome back. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. And we are so glad you joined us for our final installment of the Fight Like a Girl regular episodes. We do still have one more bonus episode that will drop this Wednesday. You know, this has been quite an amazing journey, but we still have this week to talk about, and it is a power week. I cannot wait to get into today's battle tactic and the stories from women of the Bible. But before we do that, we just want to remind you that we still have our giveaway campaign going on. The final drawing will be on Friday, and we've had so much fun giving away the Susie Larson's guided journal called Soul Care for the Battle.
1: I mean, who doesn't need some soul care? (laughs) I think we think of taking care of ourselves in other ways, which we don't necessarily do a very good job of. But we certainly miss the idea that we need to care for our souls. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do to win is to go either to our Instagram page or our Facebook page, and share a post you think will encourage others. It's a win-win situation here. All shares need to happen by Thursday, March 23rd. We have a lot to unpack today as we talk about two different women from the Bible and how their stories connect with our
0: stories. So we're going to do a quick recap of what we've covered so far. If you missed any of the episodes, we highly encourage that you go back and listen to them. So we've covered three battle tactics out of Zechariah chapter 10, and they are all covered in detail at the God's Word Gives Hope blog. The blog is your opportunity to go deeper with reflective questions and additional scriptures that you can read. So our tactics so far have been the ask, acceptance, and associate. The ask is about asking God for help. Acceptance is about facing the truth of our situation and going to God and trusting him with it. And then associate is all about the role of community and building your army to fight your battles. We were not meant to fight alone.
1: Along with the blog, Amy and I have covered women in the Bible who utilized those tactics. In our first episode, we covered Esther and how she fasted and prayed to her heavenly king before she had to go before her earthly king. She said, if she perished, she perished. But she called on God's help first spoiler alert she didn't have to perish the second week we talked about ruth and how she used the battle tactic of acceptance which began with declaring god as her god and he was the truth she would base everything on but also she had to accept the truth of her situation and make some very hard calls based on that truth and then finally last week we talked about the zeliphahad sisters and how they fought using the battle tactic of associate, which basically means community, bonding together. The five sisters banded together and were able to have the courage not only to change their circumstances, but were able to make a difference for all the women in future generations. And now for this week's battle tactic, which
0: is... Anchor. Anchor is our final battle tactic. And, of course, they all conveniently begin with the letter A, so you can remember them and call these words to mind when you're in battle. Now, the word anchor does not actually appear in our main verse, which is Zechariah chapter 10, verse 4. And the blog goes into more detail on the connection, but we're going to read verse 4 from the NLT. From Judah will come the cornerstone, the tent peg, the bow for battle, and all the rulers. Now, Zechariah was referring to the prophecy of the coming Messiah, And we know from the New Testament that Jesus is our cornerstone, the rock on whom we build our faith and our life. We also know that in the book of Hebrews, Jesus is referred to as our anchor. So a cornerstone, a tent peg, those have a lot in common with an anchor, stabilizing forces to keep a structure safe or a boat safe as in the example of an anchor. Jesus is also our bow for battle, which is what keeps us on the right track as his aim is perfect. Now, we don't have time to go into all the details, which is, again, why you should go to the blog and check out more. Um, But I want to talk about today and the tent peg. So unless you're a camper. Hey, I'm a camper. I mean, you know, like it's in my
1: name, but we're really not campers unless it's like at a hotel or something. Okay.
0: I'm more of a glamper. Yes, me. Yeah, me too. But um, so if you're not a camper, you may not be aware of the usage or what a tent peg is. It was generally a large piece of metal or wood that you drive into the ground to hold a tent steady in the wind, rain. It's usually used at the corners of a tent, as well as in the middle sometimes, depending on the size. And these are wonderful anchors to keep your dwelling secure. It's also something really great to trip over if you're not paying attention and you're walking around <laughs> your tent.
1: Well, in Judges chapter 4, we see the Israelites in disobedience, and there's a story in Judges chapter 4 that actually features a tent peg. And so we're going to take a look at that. Here, what's going on in chapter 4 of Judges, we see the Israelites in disobedience, and God has allowed them to be captive under a foreign king. The commander of the king's army was a guy named Sisera. The Israelites repent and call out to God for help. And so God goes to work on their behalf, and it's an awesome story, so you need to go read the full story in Judges chapter 4. But in summary, God throws Sesera's army into a frenzied panic. And in the chaos, Sesera jumps out of his chariot, and he starts running for his life. And so this is where the story picks up about a woman named Jael. So starting with verse 17. Meanwhile, Sesera ran to the tent of Jael the wife of Heber the Kenite. Because Heber's family was on friendly terms with the king, Jael went out to meet Seserah and said to him, Come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said. I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. If anybody comes and asks you if there's anyone here, say no. But when Cesara fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand. Then she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground, and so he died. So... Boom, a little violence here, but the point we want to make is when we are in the battle, we do not want to
0: mess around. So everybody, we're going to give you a link on where to go buy your tent peg to keep with you all the time, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But symbolically, of
1: course, we are speaking here, Christ is our tent peg and he is our truth. And we know that when the enemy attacks, regardless of the attack, whether it's our finances, our health, through loss, that the true battleground is in our mind, which is super hard but great because we have Christ who is our tent peg and we can use him, the truth, to pound into our minds and drive out the lies of the enemy.
0: When we place our faith and build our lives on the cornerstone of Christ, let him be our anchor in our lives, they will never be the same. And that is also what happens to the next woman we're talking about. So what happens when you fight your battles with Christ as your main weapon? Well, we're going to spend a little bit of time with Mary Magdalene and talk about that. So we had an Old Testament woman, and now we're in a New Testament story. So we see Mary named in Luke 8. He took his 12 disciples with him. This is talking about Jesus. And along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene from whom he had cast out seven demons. First, Mary Magdalene had clearly experienced a battle in her life. Jesus cast seven demons out of her, and after this, she chooses to follow him. She doesn't allow the bitterness that she experienced in the battle to hold her back, but instead she looks to the only man who could rescue her and looks to him to be her anchor. So much so that she's a part of this group that travels with the disciples and Jesus from place to place. Now, once Jesus is crucified, she is one of the women who stayed close to the cross. And it talks about that in Luke 23, including some of the women who had followed him from Galilee. And when the body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed and saw where the tomb was placed. And they went home and prepared spices to anoint his body. Now, we're going to jump over to John 20 because Mary is all throughout the Gospels. But I love this particular version of the story where it says on the third day, the women rose early to go to the tomb only to find it open. Mary stays in the garden and she's weeping. Probably looked like her whole life was breaking apart again. The Savior she had looked to as her anchor not only died, but now is even missing. But we know that Jesus will never leave us or forsake us. And he didn't leave or forsake Mary either. He appears to her in the garden and he says, But go find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. And then she gave them his message. You guys, this means that the very first person to preach the good news of the risen Jesus was Mary.
1: What a radical turnaround. Demon possessed to first person to preach the good news of Christ's resurrection. That is what happens when you place your faith on Christ, our cornerstone, our anchor. I imagine Mary utilized the tent peg of truth to keep the demons away by reinforcing the truths and the teachings that Christ had had heard him teach, and then now the truth of the resurrection that he, it all started coming together. So where does that leave us? Well... I think we need to take into consideration, where do we need to drive the truth of Christ into our
0: situation? You know, that is a great question. And even though we are bringing the Fight Like a Girl series to a close, at least our part—remember, there is still a bonus episode coming out later this week—Janae, what is it that we want women to walk away from this series with? What are they remembering and putting into play in their lives?
1: Well, there is so much we want them to remember, right, Amy? Because life is hard. Preach. And the point of this series is we need to be prepared to fight for when those struggles come. And these battle tactics are meant to help you do just that. So I would hope that as you have been listening to these podcasts, you would focus on one of the battle tactics that you feel needs attention in your life. Do you need to get better at asking God for help first? Mm -hmm. Do you need to get better at accepting the truth of your situation? Do you need to get better at associating with other people, building your army and trying not to do things on your own? Or for some of you, maybe you have never made that initial commitment to Christ. So this concept of Christ as our anchor You don't know what that's like. And I would say, what is holding you back from making that commitment and experiencing the life change that we have talked about and that we've seen with Mary Magdalene and that we've seen at work in all of these testimonial bonus episodes that we've heard in this series? Christ makes a difference in our life battles. So if this is you and you are ready to make that commitment, we would love to hear from you would you please message us through Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at Hope Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to send you some more information that will help you grow in this decision that you have made. So Christ is our anchor for the Christ follower. This is our last tactic, and I would wonder, do you need to grow more in how you live out your faith? Are you speaking the truth to yourself daily to drive out the lies of the enemy? And if you are not, how can you incorporate these truths and his truth into your life more regularly? I, hopefully the podcast is part of that, but there's more than that. Where we're speaking that truth on a regular basis and that truth anchors us in our battle.
0: I am so thankful for these women in the Bible and the women that we've interviewed and that are in our lives, that they help us see that we are not alone in this battle. Now, I want us to also remember who we are from Christ. I'm going to read over you 1 Peter 2, 5 and 6. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. The connecting doesn't have to stop here. We would love to have you join us at the God's Word Gives Hope blog to go deeper with the verse we discussed today. If you would like to learn more about life and leadership coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Finally, we would love a chance to talk with you more. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. All of these links are posted in the About Us on our podcast.